what, 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 pour another shot. Now what, what, shit, I'm trying to take you to the spot. Hello and welcome back to Every Comedy Ever, a podcast dedicated to releasing episodes. My name is Jeff and with me is my co-host, Lakendra. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, we are a comedy, well, we're not a comedy podcast, but we're a podcast about comedy movies uh, each week, well, every two weeks. Am I creating a lot of editing for myself already? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, every two weeks we release an episode where we review a comedy movie in the hopes to get through every single one of them. Uh, mm -hmm. This episode we're going to be covering Black Dynamite. Lakendra, do you have all the, the specifics of when it came out and all the stuff that you I do have some specifics. Yes. So Black Dynamite was released um, January 2009. So this movie is a decade old. Well, let me tell you something, folks. It ages it aged very well. Um, it is starring Michael Jai White, Arsenio Hall, Tommy Davidson, and a host of other people. Everybody's in this movie. It's it's a, it's a cast full of recognizable people. Yeah. And some that I didn't even recognize at first, so. Yeah, and some people I don't know their names, but I've seen in other movies, like mm -hmm. a, a toothpick from Don't Be a Menace of South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood is in this. <laughs> and he has a toothpick or at least a sucker or something in his mouth in this movie as well. Which, Old to the movie. Yeah, I just thought that was And one, one of my friends fr from one of the recent movies that um, we reviewed was um, in Black Dynamite, Jeff. Oh? Mike Starr. Also oh. from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yes! He was the um, the yep. bad guy in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. I saw that and I thought meant to tell you, but then uh, obviously you saw it and were aware. I did. Yeah. So let's get into it, Jeff. You want to give us a... The summary of Black Dynamite. So I will try to run this down as best as I can. But this movie, I remember the first time I saw it, kind of thinking it had some slow points. But after several rewatches, there are no slow points. And it moves at a clip. But then there's also like these subplots. So I'll do my best and feel free to fill in if I forget something because it might happen. Sure thing. Uh, it opens up with a group of drug dealers and someone in a limousine. Uh, and I guess they're trying to have a deal go down. And one of the drug dealers says, I can't remember who says it. Someone suspects that one of these people is a cop. And there's one of the drug dealers who's like, I'm not a cop. And he almost says like a British accent. He's clearly yeah. out of place. That was funny. So let me just point out real quick before Jeff goes forward. So, um, I had never seen this movie before. Um, so I thought, you know what? Let me just go ahead and watch this on my lunch break at work. Oh, and yeah. And let me tell you something, folks. Don't watch this on your lunch break at work. Now, this okay? is not safe for work. <laughs> that is absolutely true. So one of the... Uh, well, I'll get to that. Um, so uh, they end up killing this guy uh, who they find out is actually an informant for the FBI and or the police i don't know if it was fbr police but he's an informant uh so this informant that gets shot is actually black dynamite's brother black dynamite is played by M michael jai white is that it yes okay i say jai it could just really be jay okay i'm making him more fancy than he needs to be 
Uh, so we cut to our introduction to Black Dynamite, and he is, um, that's the best way to put this, uh, knowing, he is getting down. knowing three women in the biblical sense, um, and they're all topless, and it's, anyway, it's, <laughs> I don't know how to go, you ever sat and watched a movie with your mom, <laughs> and then like a, a love scene comes on? And you feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's where I am right now. So, um, so anyway, he goes home. I'm telling you, I'm blanking so much because it moves at such a rapid pace and the jokes come fast. Uh, so yeah, essentially, there, there's so many things going on at the beginning of this movie. It's so good. But so he uh, is then practicing his Kung Fu where he basically beats up a bunch of guys. His aunt calls him um, and lets him know that his brother has died and mm-hmm. that black dynamite's a bad influence and then it cuts to the funeral where the the one of the reoccurring gags in this is the music is singing what's going on on screen uh so, so it's jimmy died you know and <laughs> it's really awesome um so, so now Jeff, let, me, let me stop right here so we're still at the beginning I'm, of the movie yeah <laughs> So we're still at the beginning of the movie, folks. This movie, like Jeff stated, it just is so much happens going back and forth. But in the beginning of the movie, um, I'm watching this and and just to give you um, some context. So if you're familiar with the black, black exploitation films from the 60s and 70s, this is really a spoof off of one of those films. So like the from the Foxy Brown era and the uh, Rudy Ray Moore movies and things like that. It's, it's in that genre. It's kind of like poking fun at that genre of movies. But at the beginning of this movie, Jeff, I don't know if you noticed, but, you know, I kind of tend to pick out things like this. So um, one of uh, Black Dynamite's, I don't know what you would call her. She's kind of like running the house where the girls live, if you know what I mean. Her Uh name is Honeybee. And so at the beginning of the movie, he's talking to Honeybee and she's like telling this really sad story. And every other frame flips to her. And it's like in one frame, she's crying. There's like one teardrop that doesn't move. Then it goes back to her. The teardrop isn't there anymore. Then it comes back and you have the teardrop in that same space. This movie just made fun of itself in so many ways. So that was one blunder that they decided we're just not going to edit this out. Then just like a couple scenes later. blunder. Right, I think that that's. You think deliberate. they did it on purpose? Oh, well, because well, they they left the. Um, I don't, go ahead. Could you maybe get into the next scene? I was gonna bring up. I, I probably am with the the boom mic hanging over his head. Oh, he kind of looks up yeah. at it like, "What is this?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he bumps, so he stands up from his desk, bumps his head on the boom mic, and if you don't know what a boom mic is, it's the the microphone on a stick that they use to. It's always supposed to be out of frame. So it's in frame. Michael Jai White looks at it and it kind of tries to go back to concentrating on performing uh, in the scene. And it's so awesome. See, and I didn't even know. I, I could not tell if that was a part of the movie or it was that really a blooper because it kind of looked like a blooper that they decided to leave in the movie to me. And if that's not the case, then kudos to I, them because. And I could be wrong. I don't think it's the case because. Michael Jai White doesn't bust out laughing. He stays either. He's just incredibly in the zone and he stays in character and keeps going. Although that's hard to like orchestrate a blooper, but it's beautifully yeah. done. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to try to remember sorry. the plot. Uh, 
So now <laughs> the basic of the, the story is now Black Dynamite's going to get vengeance. He beats up some people trying to get information. He ends up going to uh, this bar where he starts questioning people and he kung fus. And then who's the guy that jumps in? Um, you say he's like one of your favorite characters. I'm blanking on his name. Not- oh, um, a bullhorn? Yeah, so Bullhorn comes in to help, and what another one of these bloopers is he's going to fight this other guy, and like he punches, and he <laughs> accidentally really punches the other actor, and that actor breaks character is like fool, and he like gets up in his face, and Bullhorn backs down. Oh, it's good, and then it, was, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, this then was it funny, cuts y'all. back, and and then they finish the scene. Uh. Boy, it's hard to remember all the scenes in this thing. Uh, because a lot of things happen. Right. Uh, so he goes to a... Uh, he. How does he run into the romantic lead? I, like, he goes to like a... Um, so he goes to like this um, black activist, Black Panther dude. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, I'm blanking on his name now. Yeah. I can't remember what his There's name There's a lot of character characters is. in this movie. But then he goes to him, and then he he leads him to uh to the barber shop where he meets Cream Corn. I love Cream Corn. Cream Corn was my bullhorn. He was so horn. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it got Cream Corn is played by uh, Tommy Davidson. If you know anything about Tommy Davidson and the word that he's in, he's he's just a funny dude. It, um, he bodies his characters. I, I'll always remember him from In Living Color. Indeed, you're absolutely right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So he bumps into Cream Corn, and then. Um, geez. Oh, so I I can say this. So the, the so he goes to the barbershop. He finds cream corn, and I think this is where he walks in, and cream corn is just talking so much trash. And he was like, "Yeah, I wish Black Dynamite would walk up in here." And he's <laughs> obviously one of just favorite scenes, right? Yeah. And so then he turns around, and Black Dynamite is standing right there. And then, um, of course, he takes off running. And so this scene right here to me was the most unnecessary chase scene that i have ever seen so black dynamite starts chasing cream corn they bust out the barbershop they're running down alleys they're jumping over fences and when you're watching the movie you're like he could easily catch this dude this this chase scene goes on for what i it feels like eternity to me Mm -hmm. because it just goes on and on (laughs) and it's like at one point they're going up a fire escape i think and Black Dynamite only needs to stretch out his hand and grab Cream Corn by the ankle. And, of course, he doesn't. And so the chase scene goes on some more. Mm-hmm. And it just goes on for what I feel like is forever and a day. I And I don't remember it being that painful to watch. But uh, he does <sighs> catch Cream Corn and dangles him over a balcony. And Cream Corn gives him some information that I can't remember. Um, and he goes into what looks like a den of drug dealers and pimps. Uh, played by a lot of familiar faces. Mainly Arsenio Hall is, is the main one I recognized. And then there's the one guy who's so funny. Uh, because actually before this scene, he he runs into this love interest, this this woman he's interested in, who's an activist. And somehow he finds out that uh. There's this drug on the street. The kids are getting addicted to smack and it's the orphans. And this like triggers black dynamite because he used to be an orphan and he's got to help the kids. So now instead of continuing to 
tried to find out who killed his brother, it the movie diverts into where he's trying to get drugs off the street. So he goes to where all these drug dealers are and they're having a meeting about mm-hmm. dealing drugs. And he shows up and he's like, I'm here to let you guys know I'm taking down anyone who sells drugs in the community. And the one like pimp guy is like, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. <laughs> but at the same time, he's like, you can tell he likes Black Dynamite. He's like, hey, Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And then... And one of the other guys in the room is like, I don't know who you think you are. And he stops him and goes, that, that's Black Dynamite. It's just so <laughs> funny. And then when he leaves, of course, he's like, bye, Black Dynamite. Uh, that scene was hilarious. So the one the one pimp uh, was Miguel Nunez. I think that's a, maybe one of the ones that you were trying to think of. Um, his character was Mo Bitches. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I didn't even name. catch that. And then, um, did you realize that Brian McKnight, the singer, was one of those characters in the room? No. Brian McKnight is one of the pimps. His name is Sweet Meat. They did such a good job of just I didn't make that getting up. all these people in here. <laughs> like, the cast is so good. And some of them are just barely on screen. Yeah. Uh, it Like, Brian McKnight, I, I didn't even realize it was him in the movie until the post-credits, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never would have. This is me realizing that now. Uh, so mm-hmm. the plot, where do we go from here? So he basically cleans up the street. He takes out Sheesh. some drug dealers. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, He's uh, after he's cleaned up the streets, he's walking through a neighborhood and all the kids are happy and playing in the streets. And um, the love interest sees two girls doing jump rope. She goes, she tries to join in and fails. And they talk to the kids and they say, hi, my name's whatever her name is, because I'm blanking. And this is Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls goes, my mama says my daddy's name is Black Dynamite. And the other girl goes, yeah, mine too. <laughs> and Black Dynamite goes, uh, uh, hush up, girls. There's a lot of people out here with that name. <laughs> yes, because everybody's name is Black Dynamite. Well, and they establish <laughs> early on that Black Dynamite has a lot of promiscuous sex. So yeah. it's totally believable that he has a lot of illegitimate children running around. Indeed. All right. So where did we go from here? He basically, after cleaning up the streets, now is trying to, I guess somebody has, a, he's still kind of cleaning up the streets to get this drug. Uh, I should mention early on, he goes to his partner, uh, his old partner when he used to be a police officer and you know, he kind of informs him, yeah, your brother's been working for us as an informant. He made the choices to go out there and get in and, and got killed because uh, he's trying to be like you. So I guess he gets some tips and they go mm-hmm. to raid this place where to find drugs. And all they find is Anaconda malt liquor, which is uh, at the very beginning of the movie. There's a commercial for it. And the catch line is Anaconda malt liquor. It'll give you. Oh, It's important. It comes back. Uh, so Wait, what does it do, It Jeff? gives you a... Oh, I have to turn away from the mic. It'll spike if I do. Um, boy. All right. So they find this malt liquor and they're like, well, there's no drugs here. And one of the guys that helped raid this place takes like a six pack of Anaconda malt liquor home and drinks a bunch of it. And so they go to a restaurant 
and they're trying to figure out what steps to take next. And then there's this, you got to find the scene on YouTube or something. If, if you haven't watched this movie, because I can't explain it. It's, it is, it's actually a quite a phenomenal scene. Yeah. They honestly somehow go <laughs> from one line that, you know, like you've everybody's seen a scene in a movie where it's like, wait, stop. What did you say? And then it leads down this train of thought that helps them kind of catch the bad guy or whatever. And that happens here, but mm-hmm. in the most absurd way possible. Bringing in yeah, they go through mythology, all the Greek and Roman <laughs> mythology. Yeah, <laughs> and essentially, what they find out is that anaconda malt liquor is derived by the white man to give black men who drink it small penises, dick shrinking poison. And, and, Yes. Can I say dick? I don't care. Okay. We get another, we get tricky dick later in the movie. Um, So it shrinks. They're junk. But how they get there is they end up saying anaconda malt liquor gives you a, which is the same noise that little Richard makes in a lot of his songs. And what's another word for Richard? Dick. Dick. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and it's so crazy one of the other gags in this movie is there's a guy who owns a place called uh donuts and chili, chili and then yep. later on in the movie he hears someone having chicken and waffles and gets the idea to actually fix his restaurant from big donuts and chili yeah. to chicken and waffles so so the guy's name in in the movie is roscoe yeah so then you get that he turns into Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, which is a for real oh, famous is it? restaurant. Uh, okay. Yeah. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. I love chicken and waffles. Shout out to the Metro Diner. <laughs> Y'all want to sponsor us? Oh, come on, Metro Diner with the chicken and waffles. Always juicy. It's so good. Yes. Um, all right. So. Sorry. But back I to the movie. Okay. So. so the dick shrinking poison. Right. And they find out that it was brewed in this place in like Japan or Hong Kong, I think, actually. And mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out that the guy who's brewing this stuff was like an old mentor of his or someone that Black Dynamite is familiar with, like a Kung Fu master. So they go over there and about mm-hmm. half of these guys die. Uh, most of his crew die. Uh Bullhorn, I think, dies in the scene. All of them die. Except for Cream Corn. Everybody dies. No, Cream Corn later, died. But not in this scene. Well, later, Spoilers. yes. Correct, correct. Um, <laughs> Whole podcast. Yeah. I forgot to spit that up front. <laughs> anyway, so all of them pretty much die. Uh, there's a lot of kung fu fighting. And come to find out that the person who actually orchestrated all of this is none other than Richard Nixon. Black Dynamite then travels to the White House and fights Richard Nixon, who brings out nunchucks, and then Black Dynamite brings out his own nunchucks. He pimp slaps the First Lady, then later in the movie apologizes for it. Uh, He kills Tricky Dick, and uh, I (laughs) think we roll credits at that point. 
So let me just insert here. So during the scene uh, where he's fighting uh, Tricky Dick, uh, Richard Nixon, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln pops up. <laughs> and that's when the fight got entertaining to me. <laughs> because they're in the White House, in the Oval Office, and they're fighting with nunchucks. And then all of a sudden, here comes Abe Lincoln. And you're like, WTF? What, <laughs> what is even happening? <laughs> there are so many things I forgot in this movie. And there's so many things I caught. This is the third time I've watched it. And... I, I I guess well is there any other scenes or anything that you want to cover because I kind of pointed out most of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on on all the favorites. The one, the thing I think um, where I laughed probably the hardest is the scene where you were talking about when he went to go visit the the meeting of the pimps and Arsenio Hall is apparently the head of the pimps and that whole conversation was so funny to me. Um, the one particular line that I actually made note of when they were talking about finances and he had to explain to somebody that the word was fiscal and not physical for whatever reason, <laughs> I died laughing because <laughs> it's fiscal, it's fiscal. <laughs> that was just so funny to me. So, um, um, but yeah, my favorite lines and, uh, I apologize ahead of time. I'm about to drop the F bomb for anyone with sensitive ears, but there's a scene where Black Dynamite goes into one of the black activists, like the guy he's friends with, and one of the young, uh, zealous activists gets in Black Dynamite's face yeah. <laughs> about him being like Uncle Tom, I think is the term he used. And Black mm-hmm. Dynamite tells him, he's like, listen, man, whenever you have your revolution, you call me. I'll be down in the front row showing you how it's done. But until then, you need to sit down and shut the fuck up when grown folks are talking. <laughs> and this guy gets up in Black Dynamite's face and he goes, I'm sorry. And then backs away. That's back so up. good. Like. <laughs> Uh, I found this. Jeff, this is a funny this is movie. A funny movie. Uh, I had uh, Elliot from Budget Arcade ask me if you ever like any of the movies, and I, I preemptively said yes because we've had a couple side conversations, and I could tell that you enjoyed watching this. Yeah, one. No, no regrets. I, no regrets on this one. And just let me just say that um, when Jeff suggests a movie, I automatically go into it thinking that I'm going to hate it just because we have such a different taste on, on movies and stuff. So it's not that, you know, I, that's just what mm-hmm. I do. And I did that with this movie, admittedly, but Jeff, I apologize. And I think it's a good thing to have low expectations because then you'll just be pleasantly surprised or worst case scenario, uh, your expectations will be met. Yeah. My expectations were actually yeah. exceeded. Uh, do you want to give your rating first? I usually give mine because it's always fives. Oh, this one is a five. And this is a five because it was more than chuckleable. I will watch it again mm-hmm. by choice, not by force. I will recommend it. I have recommended it <laughs> to other people to watch. Black Dynamite is a five. I am so excited that you've seen a movie that you really, really enjoyed. Uh, this movie, I thought going in based on my previous two watches, it'd be a four, but I watched it and laughed the entire way through. And I said, this really is a five. This is a great comedy. It's, mm-hmm. it's it so clever. The, the, the dialogue's clever. The gags are funny. And there's every time I go back, I find something new to laugh at. This is great. 
it is a great movie, y'all. So Dude. listen, y'all know me. I'm very critical, but Black Dynamite, you will laugh your ass off from beginning to end, just not on your lunch mm-hmm. break while you're at yeah, work. Yeah, and if don't watch it with your mom. Um, yeah, or your kids. You'll ha- yeah, you'll have an awkward. Jalen, do not watch this movie. <laughs> you are not allowed to watch Black Dynamite. Does Jalen listen? <laughs> Jalen, you know, I asked Jalen just like tonight if he he was like, no, I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. Yeah. So he will hear this eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, I, love I apologize for saying the F-bomb. I did warn him. Though. He's fine. He's 16. Okay. He goes to public school. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, this is our first ever perfect score movie on every comedy ever. Uh, so you definitely need to go check it out. Uh, I, I Was it on Netflix? I can't remember. It was not on Netflix. When I watched it, I rented it for $3 on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Shout out to Amazon Prime. Shoot us a sponsorship. We love yep. you. Um, Metro on Amazon so Prime. Get I will probably... Metro, mm-hmm. come on. Um, I will probably go ahead and, and buy this movie on digital, honestly. Yeah. I, did, I liked it that And much. I had bought it on digital a, a while back. And I do want to shout out one more plug, unpaid plug. It, uh, go to Movies Anywhere and check out that website Indeed. because you can link your accounts and I originally bought this movie on Amazon, but I've since moved to using Google as my primary video streaming. And I was able to move all my movies over. So be sure to check that out. Pro tip. So shout out Google. Shout out Amazon Prime. Shout out Movies Everywhere. Shout out Metro Diner. Get at us with the sponsorships. Yeah, Come through, people. We're just giving them away. Uh, well, that does it for this week's episode of Every Comedy Ever. You can find us on Twitter at Every Comedy Ever. If you want to... Give us your feedback on the movies. Uh, if we're wrong or right, you can email us at everycomedyever at gmail.com. Our music is given to us by Sir Flame. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at setitonflame. Anything else you want to add, LaKendra? Um, hey, folks, if you want to get at me, I'm on other podcasts such as Speak On It with my friends Lady K and Maestro Polynesia. You can catch that wherever you download things from the internet. Well said. I'm also on Budget Arcade. Uh, My other podcast is kind of dormant right now because uh, I found something else to do. So we'll see you in two weeks, actually, maybe before then, for another episode of Every Comedy Ever. Bye! What, 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 pour another shot. No, what, what, shit, I'm trying to take you to the spot. And that person turns out to be, hold on one sec, I'm being delivered food. Thank you, dear. That's important. Hi, Abby. She says hi. They both said hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'll edit that out. Mm, Buns. Got some of those Asian sweet buns. (laughs) Not the kind of bun. No! I, I will tell Don't you a story. Edit that part out. I will tell you a story <laughs> offline one time with Jason. I didn't know he was listening, and Abby came in the room. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> We're talking about the guy, the informant that got shot. All right, he, so he's all right. Let me let me reset. <clears throat>